A new Iron Curtain will soon split the world in half. Globalization, as we've known it since the Cold War, will undergo unprecedented changes beyond our imagination. You already know how this will start if you've been a long-time Aquidia reader. It will be a currency war provoked by the BRICS introduction of a new reserve currency, which is expected to launch imminently. This currency feud between the West and BRICS will reshape the entire landscape of global trade. In fact, the Biden administration has already passed what I call the Marshall Plan 2.0 to force its allies to embargo China in preparation for this new world order. In a moment, I'm going to explain how it will play out and what it means for your nest egg. But first, it's imperative you know what's happened to understand what comes next. When people are asked about the Cold War and what they feared most about it, they usually think of the Cuban Missile Crisis. But in reality, the nuclear arms race was just a sideshow for what really happened behind the scenes. The real war took place through diplomatic channels, and it was fought by history-altering treaties, not weapons. After World War II, the United States and the Soviet Union emerged as two major powers, and taking advantage of their positions, both scrambled to exert as much influence over war-torn Europe as possible. To that end, US President Harry Truman proposed what we know today as the Marshall Plan. It was a historic foreign aid package that racked up more than $115 billion in today's dollars meant to rebuild Western Europe, but it wasn't quite the humanitarian program the history books painted as. Like all political philanthropy, the package came with strings attached. The most significant of these conditions was that those who received the aid were later compelled to stop trading with the Soviet Union and, subsequently, China. Soon after the aid reached Europe, US lawmakers enacted another little-known provision. In short, that provision banned aid recipients from trading with non-participating European countries, referring to all nations but US allies. In the end, the Marshall Plan turned Europe into US's foreign policy tool. It forced its entire Western flank to break all ties with the Soviets, ultimately leading to the raising of the Iron Curtain. Fast forward to today, and history is about to repeat itself. A few months ago, I exposed the truth behind the US-China dispute over Taiwan. Long story short, China depends entirely on the West for the provision of the most sophisticated computer chips. This is because Taiwan, a country allied with the West, represents 90% of the global microchip production, and the lithography machines that Taiwan uses to crank them out are made in the Netherlands, a nation with strong diplomatic and military ties to the US. For China, that's not just an economic problem. It's also a matter of national security because all advanced military equipment runs on these chips. This is why China's Xi Jinping is scrambling to build China's own self-reliant supply chain for chips. The problem for China is that it doesn't have the technology to produce these advanced chips, nor can it simply import the necessary machinery to do so. This is because, upon the orders of the US government, these machines were placed under embargo, making it difficult for China to acquire them. And according to a CSIS study, this can push back China's plans by decades. It's no wonder President Xi is willing to risk starting World War III over Taiwan. Taiwan holds one of the missing elements of China's technological independence. But if you think China is dead in the water because of this, think again. China has leverage over the West too. While the West holds the reins over the latest generation chips, none of the gadgets powered by these chips work without special raw materials. I'm talking about rare earth metals. As you may know, rare earths are one of the most important building blocks of every electronic device. They're also indispensable in next-gen technologies like solar panels and batteries. For example, you can't produce night vision gadgets without a rare metal called lanthanum, and not a single electric vehicle would run without neodymium and dysprosium. These metals make up magnets that power EV motors by converting 
electrical energy into kinetic energy. Most have never heard of these elements, yet they are the copper of the future. The problem for the West is that the supply of these materials is not only limited, but most of it is clustered in China. China is not only the world's largest producer and exporter of rare earth metals, representing 80% of the current global production, but it also holds 44% of the world's total rare earth reserves. In other words, rare earth metals are to China what oil is to the Middle East. China knows its vital role in global supply chains and has repeatedly exploited this position to exert political pressure on the US and its allies. But if you think the US isn't fighting back, think again. Last year, Congress passed a mammoth spending bill, ironically called the Inflation Reduction Act, otherwise known as the IRA. One of the provisions included in the IRA allowed the government to allocate $369 billion toward green energy subsidies. Now, that may sound great for America, but did you know that a good chunk of that money wasn't even designated for domestic use? Case in point, last month, Biden offered EU-based producers the opportunity to take advantage of IRA subsidies by supplying the US with five key battery minerals, cobalt, graphite, lithium, manganese, and nickel. This deal comes hot on the heels of a similar agreement with Japan. As per that deal, Japan's mineral suppliers will also be able to tap into IRA's tax breaks. But just like Truman's Marshall Plan, there's a catch. The lion's share of the supply chain of these minerals and metals has to take place within the borders of the US and its trading partners. This applicable percentage will double to 80% by 2027, meaning that the IRA will subsidize only those who will largely bypass China. Just as Truman showered Europe with aid after World War II, only to embargo the Soviets later, the Biden administration is now subsidizing Western suppliers to rid China of its supply chains. This is Marshall Plan 2.0. And if history has taught us anything, it means big changes, both good and bad. Let's start with the bad. The biggest threat of this global disintegration of supply chains is that we may see the next Iraq somewhere down the line. If China stops exporting rare earth metals in retaliation, the West will have to secure an alternate source. And because most of their reserves lie outside Western borders, that may call for a proxy war. This is precisely why the US is constantly negotiating with Canada for supply. But the same goes for China. If Beijing runs out of chips during this embargo, she will likely have no choice but to invade Taiwan. Even if we dodge war, such mercantilism will inevitably lead to endless material shortages, further exasperating inflation. That's the ugly. But there's a silver lining too. As major powers onshore their supply chains, programs like the IRA will shower domestic miners with tens of billions of dollars. And that federal money will become a feeding ground for future multi-beggars. And you can bet we're preparing for the biggest beneficiaries of this paradigm shift. If you've forgotten about mining stocks and this crypto and alternative energy era, get ready to jog your memory. Seek the truth and be prepared.